Tom Evan Mortensen is an experienced founder, tech CEO, investor, and board member. His latest project, VC firm Sandwater, aims to have a fresh new take on venture investing. All opinions expressed by Christopher Vorname or his guests on this podcast are only their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Vorname. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Christopher Vorname as a specific reason to invest or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This episode is produced by William Fransen. What, what's your favorite questions to ask founders? Is it about truly understanding what they want? Because you, like you said, many of the criteria can be there, but if it's not like suitable with their visions and their ideas, it's not going to be a very fruitful cooperation probably. Yeah, and, and on that topic, of course, uh, not as a, as a single that topic, obviously you want to understand what are they looking for? What do they need of help? Where do they look for inspiration or, or, or assistance or advice? Advice. And the reason why that is an important question is also to understand how open are they? What are they really looking for? Are they, are they open and, and sort of uh, uh, for their own weaknesses or are they only saying the right things? Uh, so, so I think that conversation with the, the founder or the founder team is quite important. And we have some that are very conscious and they're very open and, and they... I think they dare to be uh, uh, vulnerable in a way. I mean, to be sort of sensitive, that they not uh, they don't have the, all the, all the answers. And some are the opposite. They are they might come across as they know everything, and maybe that's not uh, the ones that we want to work with. What's the toughest questions you get from the companies you interact with today? Ask some difficult questions. Oh yeah, certainly. Um, well, I mean, some of the difficult questions could be. Because all companies, they have, they have a, everybody's convinced that they have something special, obviously, because that's, you know, but then it's also, um, uh, it's also important to, to have a discussion, what is really special and what is, what is generic stuff? Because in most cases, there's maybe a, I don't know, 30% of what people do is very special. I mean, Something you need to really understand is different tech, is special tech or is something. And then the rest of it is pretty generic. It's about organization, it's about structure, it's about sales and blah, blah. And then, of course, trying to understand how and, and meeting the what, what can I actually contribute with? Because if I'm not a tech person that, that, uh, that knows the tech that you're in, how can I help you? So, so I guess that conversation about how we can help and assist and work and lift the case despite the fact that we're not experts in what they do that is probably sometimes the difficult one uh, i believe in it uh, because i do believe there's a lot of um, inter sort of uh, learnings but i think sometimes as a, as a first-time found, founder uh, maybe it's not something that is obvious that there is a lot of learning out there that you can just take in and then you can allow yourself to play with the special part. So, so that conversation, I think sometimes is, um, can be challenging to, to get across. Definitely. There's a saying in investing that, you know, everybody has, has their blind spots. Do you have, do you, do you know which blind spots you have as an investor? <laughs> um, I, I, maybe it, uh, I can, I can, I can engage myself very early. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 
quite optimist, a uh, little bit formal sometimes, and and but I'm quite a pragmatic optimist, so maybe I can I can get very engaged uh, early, which obviously then the blind spot could be that I, I need to be sort of a critical to myself and and to what what could be challenges, uh, not to be carried away. The the positive side of that, of course, is that if you have of, we have other people on the team, so we balance each other, and and that's part of what the team should be. That somebody can, you know, dare to sort of push it a bit out, and then somebody can dare to sort of hold hold uh, hold back and, and and try to be uh, critical. And and that's why I'm I'm so happy with the team that we have that we balance each other. Um, How conscious have you been about creating the right culture? Because you've been a part of so many different organizations, I guess. So you've seen a lot of different strategies in terms of culture. So how would you summarize the culture you're trying to to build in Sandwater? How would you characterize it? Yeah, it's a tough question because then you're putting me on the spot here. Um, In terms of, first of all, I I guess it's a bit of a, and, and several of the people on our team have have been around for a while. I mean, we lived uh, through a few things. So so maybe on average, we're quite an experienced team, which means a good thing with that is people have seen what works and what doesn't work. So you can sort of be a little bit relaxed on that. And of course, the the, the flip side is that people have very, you know, have uh, made their self-experiences that you are sort of strong uh, personalities. But I think most of all, uh, we're trying to create a very, pragmatic, relaxed, uh, hierarchy-free setup where we share, we are not into titles or or sort of um, positions or things like that. And and of course, as a small team of five, it's easy, Uh, but it has to do with also trying to get that culture across to those we work with. So, um, you know, not having... Uh, I mean, we're, 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 we have principles, but we're not afraid of trading with principles. Uh, we're pragmatic. Uh, we don't have a lot of hang-ups, uh, hang-ups and, and we try also to be coming across as being, we want to be approachable and collaborative internally, but we also really want to have that come across outside. Yeah. So a little bit of that sort of... Uh, um, um, you know, sort of uh, pay forward in a way, or sort of uh, give first, right? Because if you if you dare to give a bit uh, without necessarily asking back, I I believe, and I've seen that many times. I believe you will get what you deserve in a way over time. So some of that thing uh, hopefully can be part of it. We we we've had people asking as well. You know, you kind of say that it's it's so flat, and everybody sort of. Is that really, can it really be so? And, uh, and for instance, you know, very often in, in private equity, you have something called an investment committee where it's quite stringent with voting rights and who is for and against. We try not to do that. We try to get due decisions by discussing and, and making right decisions and, and doing it in a natural way, which I'm used to as a, as a business yeah. sort of operator in my past. So, so some of those things, well, we'll see. I mean, it's early days. We've only yeah, done this for a year, but... So, uh, so far, so good. How do you typically like to structure your work day or work week? How is like your working methods evolved? Because obviously you've been a leader in high pressure situations, but I don't know in this role, if you're a bit more flexible in terms of how you allocate sure. your time, right? How's that evolved? Well, you know, that's quite interesting because uh, as we have been building up Sandwater, we are, it's kind of like skiing and then you're putting the poles in front of you, right? Because we are building up processes and ways to work and cooperate as we are developing. 
Um, and that has to do with sort of dividing uh, responsibilities uh, between the team, making the right processes, not too stringent, not too light. So in a way, uh, we are, uh, we are you know, creating a bit of a work structure with sort of team meetings and ever, but most of the work is quite uh, free. And free in the sense that it's flexible, which is both um, a blessing and a curse, right? Because it's a blessing in the sense that you can, I can do meetings in the morning, I can go to, the wor- uh, go to work and then I can do meetings in the afternoon somewhere else and it's all fine. Um, but we do need to have a minimum uh, interaction space. So we try to, we try to have uh, a bit of structure, but we have a lot of uh, distributed freedom. But once it becomes something, if there's an investment we're looking at, once it becomes something that then we need to put into process. So there's a lot of freedom initially. I'm, I'm generally a bit of a, my wife says that I'm, uh, she can't understand how I can sort of manage a lot of people because I'm, I'm can be quite disorganized, but it's, it's an, it's an organization in my head, uh, despite of that. So it's a little bit of a, a macro organized and micro disorganized. Um, and also I'm quite impulsive, uh, and I'm happy and, and, you know, quite often get jump on things. But as I said, we have, um, some more structured people on my team, uh, luckily. Uh, and, and I think again, you know, I'm, I'm very fond of complementary setups because I, I don't believe that you can be good if you're four or five that are yeah. coming from the same, you need to have different, you know, things. So, um, so I, I'm more on the uh, on the less structured guy, but I I also know that uh, that uh, if you if you're good at uh, giving people a lot of uh, flexibility and freedom and and people get trust and then people deliver. Yeah. How, how does your learning process look like? Because obviously you are going to evaluate so many cases all the time. You know, tech comes and goes, trends comes and goes, and you always need to dive into certain topics. Do you have a framework on how you sort of self-improve all the time that you can truly understand different businesses? Or is it about interacting with smart people, discussing? Or do you say that, okay, I need focus time to really dive for myself to really understand this product? I, I, I think I've, I've come to the realization that that I can, I can try to look at so certain patterns. And when it comes to tech, of course, there are very tech-specific things that I, I don't, I can spend time, but I don't understand. But I can maybe ask some of the right questions. But then we need to have people with us. We, luckily, we have a PhD in physics on our team. And often he end up sort of looking at the more complicated stuff. But then, of course, we need to be good at sort of realizing quickly where does our sort of depth stop? And how do we bring in people that can help us? But uh, but I, I think it's 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 more about trying to ask the right questions and and maybe and maybe filter quite early what the key questions are, mm. and then after that it's about sort of handing it over to or having people that can help you go in the necessary depth. Uh, so I think it's more about pattern recognition, trying to ask questions that uh, give you um, an indication of where the opportunities and the, and the red flags are. And then work from that, go deeper into it after you've gotten that sort of first map uh, of the terrain, if you will. If you like this episode and the content we produce, you need to check out our newsletter called the Fransen and Wohnheim Letter. You can find more information in the show notes. And also, if you want to see this episode, head over to my YouTube channel. Just type in Christopher Wohnheim. See you next time.